Last time on Trials of the Apocalypse. The department grants good old Woody a very good therapist. His curse is that everyone wants to be his friend, but he's an introvert. He doesn't go out and try to find these people, they find him. The department head disappeared on a dig a very long time ago. You all are preparing, of course, for your departments for Piglet Day. This is your new top priority. Wait, so you don't want the paper at the end of the week? No, just do both. Roger, Dodger. If you require any support in preparation for Piglet Day, you'll of course find that within your own departments. But if anything has to be raised higher than that, give Dinah a ring. She can help you. For Maya, uh, what has your department been doing to prep? We're doing like a group project where we all pitch in to make one body. I mean, it plays into their finals anyway, where um, each individual person has to make their own body so they can kind of like double up on that and use the same things for their project. Mm. One of the final and key lessons that students will need to understand to pass this class is how to make true friends. You must create a problem and also provide the solution. I'm I'm sorry, Dr. Templeton. I, I, I really gotta do this thing. I'm spinning out! Uh, is that a horse outside? And then he books it out the door. Your current dig site, what is it and why is it in the middle of an Arby's? He's trying to figure out what happened to the RBQ. Tim, your current and former chief of your department, I think he was doing some research mm. into the dark past of the fast food industry mm-hmm. when he disappeared. There was once an RBQ sandwich in this very box. And you see on the back, on the reverse side, it's been stamped with a symbol for the Knights Templar. <laughs> <laughs> this Arby's is connected to the access tunnels and catacombs beneath pig smoke. So I end up going back home, which happens to be the graveyard right outside of the campus. How oh, fun. It's Build-A-Bear Workshop, but for organs. Exactly! You get me! Yeah. I foresee no consequences! So a week has passed. You've all made different kinds of progress and encountered new and interesting problems in the course of that week. Um, Finals are now one week away. You are in your last week of classes of the semester. What's going on? Let's uh, let's just go around the room first and then we'll sort of pick our scenes from there. Liam is scaling a volcano north of Reykjavik, Iceland Mm -hmm. in search of answers regarding the feet of Tharbu. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There's no good reason for him to be in Iceland, but he's trying it anyway. Might as well. It's a beautiful country. Yeah. And he didn't want to be teaching anyway. So, (laughs) he's there. And he knows that this event is coming up next week and he'll be back in town, but that's where he's at right now. Gotcha. Okay. So Liam's in Iceland the week before finals. Uh, what's Woody up to? 
Woody's hairline is receding just a little bit because the stress of grading is one that he does not enjoy nor is accustomed to. The final semester project, a master class in catfishing, is is one that he is reviewing, whether it be fake Tinder profiles, fake... um, I don't know what the other dating websites are. (laughs) Fake uh, credit card companies. (laughs) Fake credit card companies, fake social media accounts, fake hashtags, anything that could be used to communicate or go viral amongst others, and putting together feedback for the students before they prepare to take the final final in the last week of the semester. I'm not sure why, but when you said catfishing, I didn't jump to like the actual catfishing. I thought of fishing, catfish. <laughs> we'll proceed. Sorry. Uh, I mean, that's actually what uh, Lassie has done for mm. her final project. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I think about that or thought of that is because I had a student that apparently has been spending their entire semester catfishing <laughs> online. Oh my what? Goodness. In the back of my class. What? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They've created like a fake relationship account wow. to catfish the other women of the school. Wow. And yeah. That's quite a hobby. It is. They've also invented their own currency that you can buy Fun. at a very, very fluctuating value. Mm. You might get money back. You might just donate to the cause. Okay. Yeah, I've got, I've got an interesting one. <laughs> got there. that grind set, I guess. Er, <laughs> a- grinder set. A o. Well, so so Woody's dealing with the struggles of grading. I think you're falling behind. I'll say you're used to having help for this. Yes, my hairline's receding. We've yeah. mentioned this once. We've mentioned it twice. We've said it three times. So just be aware of that, uh, Maya. How? What's up with Maya this week? How's, how's Maya doing? Uh, this week, she is focusing a little more on the students because the um, both of their their projects are due very soon and very close together. Mm-hmm. So she's helping them kind of speed up that process, like answer any questions that they have while she's also kind of conducting her own research in the classroom. So like the students who don't want to be in there while they work on it, they can just go straight to the lab, mm. um, which is usually set over over in the medical wing because they have like actual stuff set up and mm. each of them have like labeled cubbies where you pull out the drawer and the bodies in there. Yeah. Over the morgue. <laughs> this is a school with a morgue. Just want to throw that out there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. How am I going to get my supplies without yeah. running all the way back home? <laughs> um. So they can go straight down there and and work on their stuff, or they can hang at my classroom uh, where I am kind of frantically running around just doing random stuff and making sure that my staff don't trip over each other or they don't, their arms don't fall off while they're reaching for something and trip, (laughs) they trip over that (laughs) Uh, and like sew them back together on the spot kind of thing. So I'm, I'm doing a lot of like in-classroom stuff in the mornings. Okay. Uh, I'm going to pick up here first with Maya then. Uh, so your students are working on DIY bodies uh, or DIY you just, you Frankenstein's monsters, basically, right? Yeah. Your DIY zombie. Yeah. Yep. And they are all um, 
no larger than their desk. Mm-hmm. So they're they're kind of like little baby sized or oh, like little toddler sized. Oh no. Yeah. This is bad. Yeah, I know. This is bad, <laughs> Riley. Well, if they all make full entire bodies, that is so much work for one person in, yeah. in just a few weeks. Aren't aren't there just group projects? So just with? less surface area. Okay. So, okay. Okay. I do want to say, rather than making, like, babies or toddlers, they're just small. They're just, like, miniaturized. They, they're kind of humanoid if they feel like making them that way. Okay. They're customizable. Okay. It really is Build-A-Body Workshop. It's just make sure that the pieces work together and they don't, uh, like, reject each other or the body malfunctions or something. I have never been happier that we are an audio-only podcast. Because having visuals along with this would be unpleasant. Mm A little bit, a little bit. (laughs) Um, Okay. Thank goodness. I am currently... With three other students over at the sink station, we are mixing together. Um, I actually already knew this before I, I did more research on mm-hmm. it. We are mixing together biodegradable soap that will act as a faux blood system because we're not going to actually put real blood in mm-hmm. the bodies. That's Magic just too expensive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we we would have to get a lot of it donated, and that's not really worth it. So uh, we're just going to use, yeah. <laughs> so we we just uh, use fake blood, basically, of our own design, and and their challenge is to make a a correct viscosity so it doesn't mm-hmm. get stuck in the in whatever system they end up building. I feel like some of your overachieving students have been like all semester uh, been giving blood to build their own blood supply for their their monster, and then. I mean, hey, it makes it way easier for when they have to put in the final piece because they have to insert a spirit into the body so it can animate mm-hmm. uh, and and move independently instead of them puppeteering. Because we're both in evocation and necromancy, so mm-hmm. putting them together in the final. Excellent. Um, I think you're teaching right now. I think that's what's happening here, right? Yeah. So uh, roll plus charisma, would you? I roll plus charisma, which is negative one. <laughs> teaching is not a time-consuming class, but it can still only be done oh, once teach. a week. There it is. But yeah. <clears throat> this is the interesting seminar. We're <laughs> we're making fun putty. Mm-hmm. It is that negative one, so six. Six. All right. <laughs> I'm not a great teacher. I just really like doing stuff, and it gets really messy. So on a seven to nine. Somebody comes with a complication. If you don't sort them out, the resulting stress or com- complaints uh, will cause you to mark a burnout box. I think no matter what, you're going to be marking burnout here. Because um, on a on a miss, I feel like that's burnout regardless. Okay. Um, but let me look at my moves. So basically, this is when I get to make a move. So go ahead and check one off right now. Yeah, definitely check out a burnout box. Cool, 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 cool. Because I think that's like that's the implicit uh, consequence of uh, failure in teaching. If something goes wrong here you're definitely marking burnout because teaching is a burnout risky activity. To begin with. Yeah. Cause I have to stay longer in the classroom than I was hoping. And I'm also doing a project that I wasn't initially focused on. So I'm like not as gung ho about it. And then I'm also doing the organ thing and then <laughs> the list just goes on. Oh yeah. And I still have to finish, uh, documenting my final results for the paper i have to turn into the dean that he requested so there's that on top of that yeah okay no that's perfect 
Cool. So one of my options is a, a move I can make is use up their time. Um, I think that, and you're not sure if this is because you didn't teach the material properly to them originally, or if your students are just struggling with it this year, or if they're go- dealing with enough stuff outside of class, or they've just waited till the last minute. But I think a lot of your students are nowhere near done with their final projects, even though this is the last week of class. And now that, like, usually the the Piglet Days does not happen during finals week, right? Usually Piglet Day either happens earlier in the semester or after the semester. Rarely does it happen during such a, a critical time of year. And so I think the combination of them needing to produce these projects, like this this big group project for... In my head, I am referring to it as the Zomboni. Uh, <laughs> I'm cool with that. Uh, uh, the Zomboni project for Piglet Day from the Department of Life and Death. So not only do they have to contribute to that, but they also have to work on their own final project, right? And I think overwhelmingly, like 90% of your students are way behind, just way behind. And without personal attention they won't get done on time. And you know that from very early on in this week. You had taken, like, you you were kind of unaware the week before because you were off doing your own thing and your familiar Butterscotch was mostly taking care of the classwork. And Butterscotch doesn't really think about things in terms of timelines very well. It's not one of their strong suits. So by the time you're actually in here with the students, you realize that folks are really behind and it's going to take you all week to get them caught up putting in lots of hours outside of your normal allotment. Um, I don't think you're going to have time to do that research too. I think this has been upgraded from just something that happens once a week and is interesting to a time-consuming action where it's going to consume most of your t- your free time to do other things this week. You'll have to teach instead. Yeah. <laughs> it's not going very well. But you did tell the dean when you last saw him that you would have that thing ready by finals week for, for the publications. So. Yes, I did. Uh, stuff... We'll see what happens. Um, so you have a very long week ahead of Maya uh, as you're helping students build 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 a body work and build a body workshop. Uh, is that what the final project's called? Build a body. Build a body workshop. <laughs> That's really cute. <laughs> it's got like a, you've got like a cute little icon for it, and um, I mean, if you think about it, you're making like little holdable, cuddle-sized monsters. You're making like you know for your tabletop. And you said I'm that not they don't, gonna they don't call have it cradle to, like, robbing, but it's in my head right now. They don't have to look human. No, they don't. They just have to function. Just <laughs> just make it easy to carry it around and then put a spirit in it so it can move. Yeah. This is awful. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all. Let's create an eldritch abomination. And make sure you don't put the wrong the kind air. of energy in it. Yeah. yeah. Be weird. Uh, this is awful. Let's go to Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) So, Liam. We're in Iceland. Indeed we are. You're climbing up the side of a volcano. There's epic music playing. Yes, music's playing in the background. Yes. I think Liam has his AirPods in. Mm Mm-hmm. But they're not actually AirPods. He's a Luddite. He has a phonograph Mm -hmm. and a backpack on his back. (laughs) Could we have something singing to him? It, it's not necessarily music, but it's... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like the glasses are yeah. singing. Like it's, oh, jeez. Don't make me do that. <laughs> you are I'm welcome. sorry. Uh, we could do something different. Yeah. It's fine. I'm trying to think of something that's going to be better for Foley. Okay. Um, no. It could, it could just be like the glasses like 
doing a little beat. Right. What if all three things are creating a left. beat together and they're like, yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, you're left. you're climbing the side of right. this book, you know, and these are while your dagger, left. book, and glasses are beatbox. Liam's into it. This will be the last time you invite me to a game. Yeah, they they beatbox as you climb the side of this mountain. Uh, you know, pick into the earth. Uh, you've got like the the shoes with the spikes on them to help dig in mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, as you're pulling yourself along. It's you're still like definitely almost at a very steep hike right mm-hmm, now. You're mm-hmm. not like free climbing, yeah, yeah. Um, but it is. It's a it's an incline and it's tough. And you see a small lava flow in the distance from the more mm-hmm, active mm-hmm. side of this volcano. Yeah. Um, where is Liam going? There is an RP at the top of this volcano. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Um, so this feels like a purchase order to me to go to go to uh Iceland. Like this trip to Iceland sounds like a purchase order. So, okay. here's here's what I think happens. So we see him no, we know this succeeds. We we don't know how it succeeded yet. Mm-hmm. I I think we know this succeeded because you're here in Iceland. Yeah. But like, it's like right. he's climbing. The, the different pieces are beatboxing, and like right. the shot freezes, and we just hear Liam. Like, I bet you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> Record scratch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we see all that, and then whoop, we reverse time, uh, and now we're back at Pig Smoke. Um. Of course, Liam, because you are the networker, yes. um, rather than rolling bureaucracy for something like a purchase order, you can't really go through your department anyway because your mm-hmm. head is gone. So instead, you end up rolling charisma. You go to someone directly in order to secure this. Who do you go to? Who do you talk to to get this done? The assistant dean. Okay. Uh, of whom Liam is terrified. Yes. Where do you find her? you go to the dean's office or she finds him oh interesting somehow she knows <laughs> <laughs> yeah okay or <laughs> no i mean liam's curse is that people uh find me find and him. our yeah. friends yeah. yeah uh so liam where are you when this happens I like to think that Liam has just come out of the tunnels that he followed from the Arby's, like, across mm, the way. Oh, back through campus. Yes. And he's walking up out of the tunnel, and the assistant dean is waiting for him. Yeah. So do you follow it all the way through campus to the mm-hmm. same exit you were at previously in front of uh, Whitmore Hall? Yep. Okay. So, yeah, the fountain recedes, and Liam, you, with slow, careful steps, step out. And having just left Whitmore Hall, it's in the late evening. Uh, she's got a bushel of papers under one arm and bees <laughs> and uh, a box of bees in the other. <laughs> uh, and she sees you and says, oh, Dr. Webb, Liam, if, if you prefer. I do. Uh, what uh what brings you up here this time of night? Um working on my research. 
Oh, uh, what kind of research? Hmm. I always love the Department of Artifacts and Relics. You all do such sexy things out there, you know? Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. We are known for our sexiness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I am looking into the fate of the barbecue sandwich. Oh. Hmm. This sacred dish was taken from us many moons ago. And That's a... Uh... The dark path you walk, Liam. Uh, it is indeed a dark path, but it must be walked. It is the uh, in in line with the the heart of this university. It's great history of research. Liam is talking out his ass. Right oh yeah, now. <laughs> you roll uh, roll me this purchase order. All right, all right. So I'm gonna roll here. All right, so it is five. Plus my charisma, which is two, which is going to be a seven. Yeah. So you get to choose two of the following. Uh, so purchase order is when you fill in a purchase order for something, uh, roll plus bureaucracy. Um, on a 10 plus, you get all of these things. On a seven to nine, choose two. So you get to choose two of, you don't need to offer anything in exchange. You get exactly what you asked for. You get it right now. So essentially, you get what you want asked for, and you get mm-hmm. it right now because you get to go to sure. Iceland. But uh, you need to offer something in exchange. Mm. Um, so I think that since we already have this crazy situation, going, <laughs> I think this makes sense. But I think this makes a logical consequence of of this. What I, I'll, I'll ask you first. I've got mm-hmm. a couple of ideas swirling, but what do you offer in exchange? So, like, you you need to go to follow this lead. So, let's just do this as part of the conversation, then. Mm-hmm. Let's move into it. Okay. So, you describe that you're seeking after the Arby's, and she asks, So, like, is there anything that you would need for that kind of research, or...? Yes, actually, there... Uh, I just recently learned of a clandestine gathering of the elite of the Arby's cinematic universe. (laughs) The Arby's stakeholders? Yes, indeed. They hold the stakes. They do indeed. They hold the meat. They have the meat. They have the meats. And it is a very prestigious and elite event. And my presence there would allow me to delve far more deeply into the secrets of what happened to the RBQ and uh, what we might be able to do to perhaps save it if if that is a possibility. Well, where was this meeting happening? Iceland. Oh, you're going to Iceland. And you need some budget for that? Is that what I'm understanding? Essentially, I'm I'm asking for your support in this work. It's critical to my research. Um, I I think they can be really valuable for this university and an opportunity for us to build our prestige. And I realize with the the dean's recent request in mind, anything that I can do to build our university's prestige could be of a huge immediate benefit. Well. I think that uh, given the leeway that the Dean has recently provided in pursuit of the success of Piglet Day, if you do bring back something interesting, maybe an RBQ, uh, from this Arby's in Iceland, then I suppose that, you know, uh, we could help out with whatever you need to get there. But 
gonna it's gonna cost you a little bit. I'm gonna need a little bit of something from you, uh, Liam. Uh, name your price. Well, here's my problem. We're gonna have this whole event with Piglet Day. I'm gonna be swamped with dealing with all of the logistics for that. But the dean has requested that we have a little bit of a personal touch with uh, whoever this snot-nosed kid is of Brad's, right? So I need you to kind of like personally watch over the kid during the event. Make sure all of his needs are met. Uh, and, you know, just give it the nice personal touch. Uh, I'll do it. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the, the money will be wired to your account. Don't worry about it. Cool. And then flash forwarding. Yeah, and then we flash forward in time. Yeah. Uh, Liam, you wipe your brow. Uh, the, the, the glasses. Beatboxing. They, they will, all of the beatboxing stops um, as you wipe your brow and look forward. And your glasses say, go straight ahead. <laughs> and you see just over the rise of the volcano, lava spewing behind it, rolling down the hillside. There before you is the primordial Arby's <laughs> built before mankind thought their first thought upon this rock <laughs> this has been forced out of the earth by the movement of the magma and it sits here forlorn and awesome and you hear the sound of the door <laughs> Opening and closing with the wind. <laughs> hey there. It's your MC, David, here with a quick mid-break. I'll return you to Arby's shortly, but first I want to tell you about a fabulous, resplendent actual play podcast, Planet Arcana. I personally have long been critical of using D&D for story podcasting. I think it has lots of drawbacks that inhibit creating a tight and fulfilling story. And Planet Arcana makes me eat my words. Their dual GMs, J and B, yes, I did say dual, are quick and clever, and the story they weave is as gripping as it is beautiful to your ears. And boy is it, the sound design for this show is next level. And I haven't even started talking about their tarot-infused post-apocalyptic world-building, but I'll let their promo at the end of our episode today do the heavy lifting there. Definitely check them out once you're done here. If you want more of us when you finish, you can always find us on Twitter at TOTA Podcast, that's T-O-T-A Podcast, and on Discord at the Cast Junkie server, along with dozens of other wonderful shows. But given what's coming up, I especially want to plug our Patreon today. Not only can you get hours of our blooper content there just for being a patron, but also, if you join at our $5 tier, you get to participate in our ranked choice voting for what game we play next. Our patrons chose Pigsmoke last time, and if you join this month, you'll get the opportunity to help us pick what's next on our docket. And all the proceeds from our Patreon just feed right back into show expenses, so if you want to contribute to the show and shape where we go down the line, now's a great time to join. Anyways, that's that. For now, I bring you back to the only Arby's I'm aware of that's on top of a volcano. Bye for now. I like to think that aesthetically, it looks kind of like the 90s Arby's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that the one where it looks a lot more like a hat? Well, sort of, yeah. Kind of Pizza Hut-esque, almost. Yeah. So, uh, you've arrived at the primordial Arby's, Liam. Mm-hmm. What do you do here? 
I walk up to the to the counter and observe the menu, of course. I need you I think you need to delve deeper again. Mm, okay. Sounds good. You All need right. to roll plus research. Alright, so I've got a six. Uh plus research? Nope. <laughs> zero. Oh, right. Plus zero. Ah. It's in Icelandic. I can't read Icelandic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you walk in. Dust billowing off the counters. You still feel the heat of the volcano beyond you. You had seen rumors that this was going to be where the stakeholders meeting was, that they were going to be. Mm-hmm. Here was the stake. Uh, <laughs> and yet you walk in and the place is empty. Um... You walk forwards towards the menu and you take a closer look. It is indeed in Icelandic or some other tongue. To be honest, you're not quite sure. What you're sure of is that it's not in any tongue you read. And so you raise your hand to your glasses. You you tighten them on your face or, or put them closer towards your eyes. Uh, and you, you stare intently, trying to use that imbued power within them to decipher this text. And as you're doing that, the glasses, they sense your intent and they respond to you I'm sorry I can't read that Liam (laughs) and you fall to your knees and stare up at the sky and weep (laughs) (laughs) you've come to Iceland you've made it to the primordial Arby's and it is barren and empty. There are no meats here. And in doing so, I think I may have discovered the fate of the RPQ. Hmm. Have you? Yeah, yeah. By learning of the true past of, of this place and by extension, the true future, because time is a flat circle. Mm-hmm. I realized that it is just a trajectory to an inevitable future where there are no more meats. Enjoy Arby's. <laughs> so we leave the primordial Arby's in Iceland to join Woody Templeton. Uh, you have a stack of papers in front of you so high that you cannot see the top of it. They are printouts of every account that has been made as part of your catfishing final from each of your students project you're right as part of your your catfishing project well it's the final project but it's not the final like it's not the test right as part of the catfishing project in your Mm -hmm. classes this is something they started and built how are you going to deal with this oh the stress i was like by grading it. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but like, you, I, I don't think you, how are you going to deal with the stress? I don't think you have enough time. Mm-hmm. Like, what are you going to do? What, like, what's your plan? What's the, what's Woody's way forward? What is so funny to me is that this is like the perfect time for cast a spell or something. And you can't do that. <laughs> like, we're at a magical mm-hmm. university. This is a mundane problem that could have a very magical solution. Mm-hmm. And we're talking to the guy who can't do that. <laughs> it's like, oof. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you request help from the department? Do you just give everybody an A and hope nobody notices? 
Uh, do you? That was one thing that I was thinking about, but I'm kind of going out on a limb here. <clears throat> and I'm open to either uh, doing this with Maya or Liam, but I'm thinking about making a phone call and saying, hey, I need to automate grading and I would like to program a robot to, or two, two pathways for it here, I guess. I would like to program a bot and I need the networker to connect me with someone that can like auto connect all of these profiles. And then if the bot determines that the response from the profile is satisfactory, it's a pass and vice versa, a fail. Yeah. Um, or in like bringing someone back to help with the grading process. Okay. Um, well, I think I do not think Liam is at reachable right now. Liam is uh, uh, sobbing with forbidden knowledge at the primordial heartbeat than I <laughs> Not a sentence you thought you'd ever say. <laughs> um, maybe you, you try Liam first and you ring his phone and it does not respond. Ooh. Are you ready to give us a good voicemail? Sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you call Liam's voicemail? <clears throat> what does it say? Zach, take it away. Hi, you've reached Dr. Liam Whip. I am experiencing an existential crisis at an ancient Arby's on top of a volcano in Iceland. I'm not available to take your call right now. I probably won't respond, but feel free to leave a message after the beep. Would you record a voicemail? Upon that discovery. Why not? <laughs> it's part of processing it. And like you work in higher ed long enough, you learn to make an out of office message for everything. He couldn't find his, oh, true. his little uh, recorder bit that he usually does. Take notes. So he's just like a voicemail will do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. So upon this discovery that the networker is not going to network things, um, the next sensible contact would be well, first what voicemail do you leave or do you just click off oh. the beep oh yeah that's fair okay um don't don't move ahead yeah no, this is an good. important question <laughs> okay don't let it be a pitch <laughs> <laughs> oh no that would be so funny <laughs> he's circling things. Hey, you wouldn't have missed this call if you <laughs> <laughs> liam liam woody all right <laughs> Liam Liam Webb <laughs> no Liam Liam Wood Woody you're Woody yeah okay yeah like okay. David David Dempsey <laughs> who's on second okay go ahead <laughs> yeah don't let me stop you that's, that's how my aunt answers phone calls David <laughs> David Mary <laughs> hold on <laughs> what the hell? what <laughs> I'm sorry what <laughs> It's a family thing. Okay. <laughs> Riley, Riley, David. All right. Um, <clears throat> Liam, Liam, Woody, I am trying to reach you and you're not picking up. My 43 Twitter followers are depending on me to send some tweets. You know why I'm not tweeting? I'm not tweeting because I'm not able to do anything but grade right now. I need someone to connect with that can help me program a bot to finalize some of these grades. You are missing me in my time of need. I thought we were a band, but here I'm finding out I'm the first fiddle in this bluegrass band that's playing alone. I am not having it. <laughs>
Liam deletes the voicemail. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even read. You don't even listen to it. You leave that voicemail and delete it. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, so, what do you do? You reach out to Maya instead, then. Who to call? Who to call? Dial Maya. <laughs> Butterscotch answers. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> butterscotch, butterscotch. Woody. Oh. Fun fact. The human body often stops working when drained of all its blood. I I was familiar with that one, yeah. Need to talk to Maya. Who are you talking to? Uh, Woody's talking to me about blood loss? I think it's for you. Why are you talking to you about that? You don't even like blood. I know. Not anymore. I swore off it. Yeah. Here, hold on. Come in and make the mac and cheese and I'll take the phone. Okay. No blood in the mac and cheese, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) With the phone in their mouth. Like you hear like, and like as they like put the phone in their mouth and carry it over to Maya and give it to her. It sounds like a GoPro on a dog. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, hello? Maya, Maya, Woody. I am stressed to the max. I am trying to figure out how to get all of this grading done without a TA, without a hairline, and without time. I can fix two out of three for you. The hairline is one of those two. Yeah. The cough felt so natural to how I felt in that <laughs> Just like what the wind need, has been what taken you need out. More hair? Um Well, obviously, two of those three are more important than the other. So, what do you propose? Because I called what was his name again? Did you call Liam? That guy. And I just we haven't been on the best of accords. I feel like I've probably brought up the Paratech solutions maybe once too many. I don't know. It's gone to voicemail 47 times in the last 47 days. Do you have... Ah, oh, shit. Another one got in. Hold on. Uh, no, no, no. Keep talking. Keep talking. Are you talking about... What the what? fuck? Out of my house! Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Shoo! Is this, is this something coming back to life or something that's yet to be dead? No, you smell some mac and cheese and you're supposed to stay outside, out, outside. Now. Outside. She starts waving a stick of sage around him. Out. <laughs> go. What is in there? I'm not cleaning up after you again. <laughs> this is just white sage. Oh, no, but what has made its way into your house? Um, There's an undead dog. Oh. It's like partially uh, formed, so it's mm-hmm. it's limping its way in, and he he always comes in and he gnaws on my firewood, and I have to go get more firewood, mm. and it's not good for his digestive system. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get splinters on his tummy. You've already had to replace that stomach lining twice. Twice. You just hear a slamming door. <sighs> so what hair? You have wet hair. Mm, no, it's pretty dry. Where were we? I'm in my house. Where are you? Stressed. I'm so stressed. We're back to stress. (laughs) Talk to me. Talk to me. Okay. So, catfishing, but not like the fishing of cats. 
or the fishing of fish that are cats but have cat never mind we are looking to the manipulation of others for a romantic and or manipulative purpose <laughs> i've done that before praise be now <laughs> what you need like tips <laughs> now what i have done for my final project is put together a master class in catfishing media platforms. I need to grade 43 because you make your students all follow your Twitter account each semester. <laughs> 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 I need 43 platform profiles graded before next week. I clearly am overworked, overcooked, over something. (laughs) I am clearly overworked to the point of no turning back. I need help. What, you need more hands? I can get you more hands. I got plenty to choose from. I just got like a sweet batch of them today. Are we going to catfish some zombies? <gasps> Please. Do you have any brains to go with the hands? I have more than enough phalanges. I need the mental willpower to persevere. Mm, I might be able to spare a couple of them, but usually those are pretty hard to come by. So I got to keep most of what I have. You have the one I got from the hamster. It's like a show uh, uh, to catch a thief. Uh, this like to t- t- catfish a hamster. <laughs> to catfish a hamster. <laughs> hmm. So there's two things I'm thinking here. One, going with the hamster move. Or two, like cutting losses and turning it into a therapist session. I, I don't think there's any reason why we can't do both. I think no matter what, this is a stressful, sh- like, shitty time for you. And it might be time to talk to your therapist. But I like the idea of finally getting to cast a spell, um, which then we would do with Maya to to give you something to help you review all these accounts. <laughs> finally. Yeah. So, okay. Finally casting a spell. Yeah. So let's go. Throughout this magical university, it'd be good if we cast a spell. <laughs> yes. yes, yes, yes. So Maya, how quickly could you have a hamster ready to go? And then you hear the the slimy sound of mac and cheese as she starts shoveling it into her mouth. Ready to go? Oh, sorry. That was really good. <laughs> uh, I can get you a few hundred of them, or I can all stack them all on top of each other so it's like a little mechatron. Or I could even go, like, exercise and get you some gerbils. Because gerbils are, like, really fun, and they're super-duper soft, and they're, like, really nice to cuddle sometimes. So if you need to de-stress a little bit, you can just, like, pet the the gerbil monster. Or I wouldn't really say monster, because that's kind of rude to say. They don't really like me calling them monsters. More like, like, friends, like amalgamations, like staff. I call all of them staff, actually. I named him Hammy. Do your staff ever get infected? Uh, they don't actually. They're impervious. That's true. Hmm. They have like thirty spleens. <laughs> <laughs> Joy. Each. Their immune systems off the charts. 
<laughs> yes, because we don't have charts for undead. And- <laughs> <laughs> I made the charts. <laughs> and they're off of them. <laughs> All right. I'm going to need the 43 hamsters. And if you run out of them, gerbils, whatever. As long as it's consistent for the FERPA academic, whatever purposes. As soon as you can. And also... If you seem to find or happen to pawn a half-dead bear in an alley, don't shoot it, all right? Don't shoot the bear. Got it. Thank you. What? Hey, you want any mac and cheese? Come over. We got plenty, and it's got, like, wonderful sausages in it. I am 15 out. 15 sausages? 15 minutes away. Oh, okay. I'll try to save you some. See you then. Boop. What is this about a bear? It was just a random pit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> David is so broken. <laughs> what is this? Uh, that so, was the one that I was going to be the most challenged to include, but I got it. Hey. Okay. Well done. So you head over to uh, Maya's place uh, where you will bring you. you how, how do you load up all of these papers into your car? Is it just like one of those situations where every nook and cranny is just filled with papers, like the passenger seat, uh, the back? You've got like a bit where a spare tire goes that you've just removed the spare tire and replaced it with papers. So appropriately in the Department of Mindbending, but also in the just aesthetic of Gregory Woody Templeton, mm-hmm. the accessories in the car are that of the back of a theater prop closet. There's a little bit of everything. You've got some things that make sense in terms of just regular necessities that you would see in day-to-day life to the more extraordinary, out-of-the-box. What? So where do you fit the papers? (laughs) Right. So you've got your out-of-the-box things. Yeah. Like the random poster from another country or the uh, nesting dolls that nobody has any use for anymore but still collect and all of the the random things. But to abide by the wonderful thing known as FERPA, you should not leave you should not leave academic materials out in such a way that they could be uh, seen by those that do not have the authorization to see. And while, Woody is not going to travel with a lockbox safe in his car. He will travel with some used pizza boxes. <laughs> <laughs> so you have uh, an entire, like, one of those big, to keep the pizzas uh, warm, yes. uh, one of those big enclosures. Um, you have just one of those full of pizza boxes that are also now full of papers. Correct. Well, at least this will incentivize the gerbils to really take a close look at them. You know. Yes smelling like the pizza and stuff okay uh and you putter on over uh in your volkswagen beetle uh and or do you want to step up are you in a passat now i'm singing jetta <laughs> okay yeah in your volkswagen jetta you jet on over there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh woody you arrive at maya's place uh it is of course in the middle of the graveyard that has been I guess, sort of eminent domain taken by the school. <laughs> Folks died, and they were like, nobody wants this? A yoink. Uh, and then they gave it to Maya. Uh, 
You could say it's her birthright, her bright. Either way, it's hers now. Um, Go home, Skeletor. You arrive at Maya's place, which of course is the crumbling uh, custodial dwelling in the middle of the graveyard. The stone in many places uh, has come loose and is only supported by the interior. Uh, Probably some kind of, you said it was like, there was some renovations done on the inside, so maybe it's like some wooden struts that are holding together. Yeah, uh, it's it's a little facade. unseemly to look yeah. at, but it's very functional. Yeah, and when you arrive, uh, before you even before the door is even opened, because the uh, <laughs> the draftiness of this place has been well established, you do smell that macaroni and cheese. Mm, smell pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm. Dog and cheese. All right, Woody. So you're at the door. Um, I'm assuming. Pinox, you let him in. Uh, I want to. I want to keep this scene kind of short. So yeah, the the two maids, quote unquote, mm-hmm. uh, let him in, and they just usher him towards, like, just point. Thank you. And I, I am currently holding up an entire bowl and just clutching a spoon. I'm like, you're here. Woo! Woo! Here you go. Thank you. <laughs> do you eat it? What do you think? Mm. <clears throat> Delightful. Yes. That don't sound terrible enough. Got some lip smacking ASMR over here. Yeah. Alright, so I've got the thing down in the basement. Just watch your step, alright? Okay. I will do you want my... me to hold your hand so you don't get lost? I will do my darndest. <laughs> we descend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so you enter, you descend. Woody, descend. Woody also descends carefully, maybe missing a step here or there and catching himself. The whole time, Butterscotch is twining between your legs, making your descent not easy. Uh, but I think you do make it safely to the bottom because if you were to die here, that would really make the rest of this game inconvenient. <laughs> Uh, so you well, arrive in, in the basement. Not okay. inconvenient. Complicated. <laughs> Complicated. Okay. I'll be okay. Quiet. Well, I mean, if if Woody died in this place, I mean, if I caught him like right as he hit the floor, mm-hmm. who knows what'll happen? Mm-hmm. Really, I believe I you lie. created the problem of the stairs. And now I have the solution. Yes. You're my friend. I did it. I made a friend. Well done. You you literally made a friend by bringing that friend back from the dead. That's what they meant. Uh-huh. You say make friends. Yep, yep, yep. And that's what he was talking about of like creating an inconvenience and then solving that inconvenience to build a friendship. Yep. He was definitely talking about. We were all tying this together. We can res- we can end the show. Does that mean we're soulmates? <laughs> mm, the opposite. <laughs> uh, so you mentioned that on the stairs. Well, we've been on these stairs for a while. Uh, <laughs> and Maya, Maya, I would like for you to describe for me what what it looks like down here and where these hamsters are that you're going to. I got you. Yeah, hook, hook been me up. Thinking about this a little. Bit. Yeah, yeah. All right, picture this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have just headed down this narrow concrete stairway uh, because the entirety of the basement is just thick of concrete. Yeah. 
So this was like an add-on then. If the yes. building's like old stone, then this concrete basement was an addition. Yeah. And so you you just go down this narrow way and you turn the very tight corner at like 90 degrees to then this entirely open concept basement that only portions of it are sectioned off by just hanging a blanket from the ceiling, like draping it over the exposed beams. And it's just like random quilts or like old tattered blankets that she found just in the corner or like in the back of the shed when she was cleaning that out or something. So it's extremely unprofessional down here. Everything is like definitely dirty. Very few things are actually sanitized and it's like as they're being used, things will stay sanitized. But other than that, like she's completely disorganized, Mm -hmm. even though she knows where everything is, like severe ADHD. Uh, Immediately on your right, as you go into this uh, room, there is a huge woodworking table that has two and a half bodies on it, just kind of like pushed up together to make room. Mm -hmm. Like she just kind of made room and then put the saw blade next to it Mm -hmm. uh, just to keep it off the floor, you know? Mm -hmm. And staring right ahead of you is a massive white and blue, like a pristine quilt, like it was just put up there. And so you can't see the other side of the basement from there. And then on the far left side, you can see a row of sinks. Like you can see four in your field of vision. And they're like the giant steel basins. So you can like dunk a lot of stuff in there or keep something submerged. Mm-hmm. And there's also uh, huge shelvings that are either pressed into the wall itself, like nailed in. Or they're just freestanding in the middle of the room to act like another divider. And it's got jars of anything you could possibly think of. Like gross stuff, weird stuff. Uh, One just has a firefly in it because she (laughs) thought it was cool. (laughs) (laughs) Need a little better lighting down here. Yeah, so so it's basically like you're, you're walking into what's the Pyramid Head game? Oh, Silent Hill. Uh, Silent Hill, yeah. It's like gross, decrepit, like abandoned hospital kind of a, th- a thing. Uh, except she built it herself, and it's, so it's just kind of haphazard. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. And so where where are the hamsters? Where the are hamsters are on the other side of the pristine quilt. Mm. Uh, she had just put it up because uh, she wanted a little bit of time for their eyes to adjust r- rather than in the harsh uh, overhead lights. Well, first we need to roll cast a spell to see how successful this was. Yes. Where we talk about how how good their eyesight is. <laughs> yes. I I want to see how botched this thing is. Excellent. Uh, when you cast a spell, when you use your magic to solve a problem or remove an obstacle, roll plus sorcery. If the type of magic you're working on is outside your department's area of expertise, roll at disadvantage. Uh, on a hit, the magic works and the problem is solved. On a 10 plus, choose one unintended consequence. On a 7 to 9, choose two unintended consequences. Um, so there's always something bad that happens mm-hmm. uh, from using magic. But it also does solve your problems if you are successful. So in this case, you are not rolling at disadvantage because this is not outside your expertise. Um, I would argue since this is not only within your expertise, but it's, uh, I would say, quite a bit more straightforward than some of the, the other things you're capable of working on. I would say you're probably making this roll with advantage. You think so? Yeah, I think so. So, roll so how three does dice. advantage work? So you roll three dice and take the higher two. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right, and I already have a plus two to sorcery. Yeah. Because I do some weird shit. Mm-hmm. Cast a spell. Cast in my... How'd it go? I got a three and two ones. Nice. Oh. 
So a three plus one is four. Plus two is still six. Yeah. My hairline. But it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, I, I don't think the issue here is that the magic is unsuccessful. I think there are going to be complications. Um, I could probably think of what complications yeah. there are. <laughs> so, so here's what I think happens. You brought to life all of these hamsters. You've resuscitated them. You've given them time for their eyes to adjust. You've, you've babied them back into existence. Uh, and they're here now. And you set them up um, in little bays with the documents they're supposed to review as they've been instructed, as they've been commanded. Um, and you set down the documents in there. And for a moment, things seem to be going well. They seem to be like sniffing over, reviewing the documents. But the documents were coated in pizza grease in the boxes on the way here. And I think... You are too late when you realize, like you, you turn around for a second, your success being set uh, and you turn to just, you know, clean up a little bit or, or, you know, make some space for the next project. And when you turn back around, all of the papers are basically gone down into the bellies of all of these necromanced hamsters <laughs> as they eat all of the students' works or all of your record of the students' works. And for a visual, um, the way that the hamsters are set up mm-hmm. is that a uh, weird translucent yellow uh, plastic that's usually around their cages. Mm-hmm. That is the entire wall. And each of them have their own like tiny sectioned cubicle that then has a tube that goes into like a, a bigger cage where they can all be together. So they're each in their little cubicles. Some of them, uh, two fronts were sewn together. Um, some of them, the back end is a ferret because I couldn't find another part. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. Back end of ferret hamster is terrifying. <laughs> one of them is two butts. Um, uh, that one, the paper is untouched. <laughs> There's no way to eat it. <laughs> it's just kind of rocking back and forth in the corner. Yeah. It's very soiled. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. That, that one may not be eaten. Yeah. But they, they, they peed on yeah, it. Yeah. They did. Yeah. Well, more than that. But yeah. Yeah. Wait, is someone called two butts shirker? <laughs> 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 it can be. Uh, His name's Buddy. So, uh, <laughs> uh, you have successfully created these hamsters. Uh, I'm sorry, Woody. Your students' work, as you had made the records for it, has been completely destroyed. thousand years after a calamity known as the Big Oops. Planet Arcana's story unfolds. A world of humans and androids. Neon metropolises, sunken cities, phenomenal parties, paranormal oddities, and a pantheon of major arcana. Featuring revolutionary science, Science, spectacular magic, catastrophic world events, intimate personal affairs, fanaticism, hedonism, corruption, identity, mystery, history, rejuvenation, rebirth, a world of intrigue and crime. A world where no answer is ever straightforward. What really happened at Risco Tech Casino? Who's been stealing android organs and why? When will my past catch up with me? Planet Arcana. An audio fiction built through a D&D 5e framework. Homebrewed by two DMs and overflowing with original music, retrofuturistic vibes, and three fools on a simple quest to find a key. 
and open a box.